Rich Froning is the real deal. He is very genuine. He is incredibly humble. He was, again, everything that you would hope and think he would be if you've watched and followed him for the years that he's been in. And there's no surprise to me why, and, and you remember, especially during the 2011 to 2014, four consecutive championship run why he was such a great person for that for crossfit uh, there's a lot of people that just see rich froning the athlete from afar right they follow him on social media they see his family life they see him from afar but i would even argue that he is better than that <laughs> like yeah, like agree. if it's possible like he is an even an even more humble and even more genuine and even more down to earth really cool dude all right, good morning, Charlie. Good morning, bright and early. Bright and early. What is it, about 5.15 right now? Yeah, a little, 5.10. All right, <laughs> excellent, excellent. So this is... But uh, we're no strangers to this time. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. De- definitely not. When I coach, I was just telling Kyle a minute ago, when I coach, uh, I always have my alarm set at 4.15, and so I get here, obviously, 20, yeah. 20 50 minutes, 50, 20 minutes early, you want us to, and... Uh, I was here today just saying, my, why adjust it? You know, like, just get here. And I sat in the park. I didn't bring my key to open the place. So I sat in the parking lot and screwed on my phone until Kyle got here um, about 15 minutes till. So it was, yeah. uh, it was good. Yeah. So, all right, man. We had, a, we had a huge, huge weekend last week. And what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about the BCS Classic. Um, so first of all, I want to open it up, Charlie, and just tell you, give you credit, give your team credit, give the gym credit, and all the volunteers credit, because as someone who didn't compete this year, um, you know I had to pull out here at the here at the last minute. Someone didn't compete here. I really got to enjoy the whole thing. I helped. I judged. I kind of got a chance to look around and not be worried about the nervousness of from what i heard you know repped rich froning we'll i did know rich rep rich froning and i told him i said listen this these are legit reps here this isn't the games bro reps you're gonna have to do legit reps here um but uh, oh yeah what a yeah what a cool experience that was for me um and so anyway all that said i got, I got a chance to really look around and really kind of just kind of take in the atmosphere right um and i will tell you you outdid yourself this year. I sent you a text afterwards. You really outdid yourself this year. Uh, and I know it, it, it took an army. Um, and, uh, you know, it was it had a games feel to it. I mean, obviously it helped Rich Froning was there. But, I mean, just a first-class operation, well done, well organized, um, great, uh, great facility, great venue. So um, I really want to kind of dive into that and talk about that. Well, man, thanks for that. And like you said, it it was, uh, it was a team effort and I can't emphasize that enough. You know, you and I spoke, I think it was May when we did our first kind of BCS classic preview 2019 podcast. Mm -hmm. And just going back then and really, I think I mentioned this in that podcast, but started, I started assembling kind of the team, right, for the event. And I was just blown away with a lot of the strengths that some of these people brought to the table. Mm-hmm. And you start talking about, and you know this and what you do for a living, getting the right people on the bus and putting them in the right seats. It. Yep. it creates experiences like what just happened. So uh, and this was a, a, I would say, a community effort. You know, we had so many volunteers from so many different gyms in town. We had tons from our gym, mm-hmm. 
we had you know everybody chipping in chiming in you know you know bringing equipment several gyms let us borrow equipment um you know it was so cool to see how all these people were coming together for this one weekend right Mm -hmm. and so i thought it was really cool um, but it was definitely a lot of manpower a lot of planning and just to get to experience it was really cool. Yeah, and I think that's a good segue. Let, let's talk about, and I think we touched on this earlier this year, but let's kind of touch on it again. I think we're going to have probably some more people listen. Let's talk a little bit about the evolution. Started at the Lincoln Center, which is a basketball court. <laughs> that's it, a basketball court. Uh, and, and, and now we're moved all the way to here. Talk, talk me through that process and kind of how all that worked and, 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 and how you became a visionary. One of the things I did tell you, in that text is like you're such a visionary, right? So, so your vision from the basketball court to uh, to to what happened over the weekend. Um, talk to me a little bit about that and how that evolved. Well, you know, and, and one of the things I, I have to say too is like it's like ten years ago I had no idea it would get here. So there's I think even to people who you know have visions or or you know I, I can tell you that in April. Like that, what just happened was a vision. But I think sometimes even in, in, in anybody's life who's listening to this, you have no idea what's ahead because God continues to give you visions and inspiration and guidance in certain areas. But the coolest part of this is God knew 10 years ago what, exactly how this was going to be in 2019. Um, so in 2010, I went and competed at sectionals. It was in Austin. It was the South Central sectional, uh, Camp Mabry. Jeremy Teal put it on, and I had a, a blast. I mean, it was a fun competition. It was two days. Um, I snuck in. I tell people every day, like, or whenever I share the story, I'm like, I barely made it because the top 30 go to the regional, and I was like 27th, and I, it all hinged on the last workout, and I never forget that feeling. So I come home really fired up, and, I mean, think about Think about not ever having attended a CrossFit competition, like a, a big one, and you own a gym, and you know we've done like Fight Gone Bad and things like mm-hmm. that at our gym at the time, small events, but I thought, man, we really want uh, need a big uh, event for the community like that. So I kind of reached out to a couple of the other gyms at the time. There was only two, Body mm-hmm. Lab and CrossFit A&M. Kind of shared with them like, hey guys, I really want to do this. You guys want to be a part of it. And so May 1st, 2010 was the first ever, we called it at the time, the BCS Games. Mm -hmm. And it was about 80 participants. And it was funny because we have a video from back then. It's a long video. I mean, and it was, uh, but it's a great video because it shows the sport in 2010. I mean, there's no nanos. There's no knee sleeves. There's Mm -hmm. no wrist wraps. Like, there's no Lululemon, (laughs) no Reebok CrossFit gear. And it's just, it's what it was back then. And so that, you know, but what has always been there has been the competition, which is the sport, Mm -hmm. you know, which is what we saw on Saturday Mm -hmm. and the community. So it's like, that has been a part of this event since the very beginning. And it's just evolved. Um, You know, but some other things have changed. Obviously the athletes, yeah. look completely different Completely. today um and, and and i honestly think the events uh as far as the workouts go and just how we put on an event now looks so different for back then mm-hmm. from the look and feel and experience so 
2010 it started and then really it's kind of like a&M, you know, mm-hmm. you do something one year and it becomes a tradition. So you do mm-hmm. it every year. Yeah. And so we, we just kept doing it and, you know, moving to Nutribolt in 2014 was a really big deal. Uh, just because at the time, you know, Nutribolt wasn't a huge, and that's the parent company of Cellucor, which sponsors Matt Frazier. They weren't big in the CrossFit space, uh, but they had a, they, they just were great to work with. Uh, and they had a beautiful facility. And so moving it to Nutribolt in 2014, them signing Brooke Wells in the summer of 17, her coming mm-hmm. down, doing some you know stuff with us, them signing Matt Frazier. And I really think last year, which was the, the ninth year of the event at Nutribolt, which ended up being, not to our knowledge, the last year, mm-hmm. we completely maxed out that space and did it better than we'd ever done mm-hmm. it there. Yep. And so it was almost like a great, signing off mm-hmm. for that location mm-hmm. kind of like what we did at the Lincoln Center in 2013 because mm-hmm. we had done the event at two, in at the Lincoln Center 2010 11 12 13 we were there four years mm-hmm. and maxed out that space which was the whole reason we moved it to Nutribolt mm-hmm. and then just like anything kind of like now we got a new venue so now we can see things differently because we've interacted with it, we've mm-hmm. seen it, we, you know, oh, okay, that's how that's going to go. And Nutribolt was the same way, yeah. you know. And so um, five years at Nutribolt, and then this year was the first year at the, at the yeah. equine. One of the things that I uh, kind of fast-forwarding that evolution to say April again, and I remember this vividly, you and I are, were doing the first podcast for the BCS Classic this year, and you're kind of putting out all this, you're kind of putting out all these teasers, you're kind of setting the stage, here's what it's going to look like, and... You know, I've got some important guests, blah, 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 blah. Well, we turned the recorder off, and I think you kind of confided in me and said, listen, I'm going to try to get Rich Froning. What do you think about that? And I think we had a discussion <laughs> yeah. about it. And I said, you know, that's just like you, Charlie. Shoot for the moon. But I said, listen, if anybody can do it, you can do it. So go for it. You know, I think that was kind of the genesis of the conversation. So talk me a little bit, and then we're going to kind of segue into the Randall McDonald House and everything else, what we did. Talk me a little bit about how that unfolded from that day when we had that conversation. Like, yeah. How did that happen? Yeah, man. I mean, it was it was exactly what it was when I told you, man. I mean, I've... You know me well, and, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot for the moon. I kind of have, you know big dreams, big goals, and, and they don't always work out. Yeah. So I got to throw that out there now. Um, and I, I often will say that, you know, when things happen that really shouldn't happen, there's a reason, you know, like my son being alive, like mm-hmm. Ames was, you know, three and a half hours old. We were told he wasn't going to live, you know, and he survived, right? Mm-hmm. He lived and got, you know, I believe God saved his life. And so, to me, when things happen that, you know, there's, you can't really say like, man, let's be honest. Like we're BCS classic. We're in Bryan college station. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Rich Froning, this is, this is not something that, you know, there's probably a lot of other events, a lot of other things. And he decides to do this event. And mm-hmm. so, um, I can only say that, you know, that was the Lord's goodness, right. And his, the Lord's vision, right. Mm-hmm. Cause I think when we align with God's plan, Things like things happen, and it doesn't always mean they're great. So I don't want to paint this picture. It was like sometimes it's hard, and sometimes you got to go through trials. But you know, I feel like for the nine years that we've been, you know, we'll say working hard to put on this event. You know, we were prepared for that plan, right? We were prepared on an event standpoint. This was the first year 
that we shifted, right? It had been a CrossFit competition for nine years and then going to the equine, moving locations, the whole uh, experience with Ames and that, by the time emotionally and spiritually the Lord had me in that moment was I felt his calling for a family fitness faith festival. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in that thought, right, now that we're shifted, we're not a CrossFit competition anymore. We're, we're still a CrossFit competition, but we're not just a CrossFit competition. We're a festival that is family, fitness, and faith. Who would be the absolute best person to bring in? And, and really, Rich was more on the speaker panel, yeah. in my opinion, yeah. at that point yeah. in the thought process. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even entertained the idea of him working out. Yeah. Much, I mean, really, it was more of like, I don't want to inconvenience yeah. him. Yeah. Now, you he know. offered that up, though. Oh, right? at the- two weeks before the CrossFit Games. Yeah. And, you know, that's where the Ronald McDonald kind of fundraiser happened but really the the you know the thought behind rich was man if there's anybody who embodies family fitness and faith it's rich froning and just because of the uh the draw that he would have in the community ultimately Mm -hmm. to share his his story because it's amazing story anybody who's watched froning four um you know he shares it there anybody who's read his book first anybody who knows him or has spoken to him knows that a big part of his, you know, uh, relationship with the Lord, kind of growth and in, in, in testimony, really has come from his CrossFit career, and that he's mm-hmm. more about, you know, showing people that it's not just Rich Froning the CrossFitter, but it's you know Rich Froning the man of God, right? Yeah. Rich Froning the father, he, yeah, the father. Rich Froning all those things that, and it, and he just so happens to be an amazing CrossFitter. Yeah. Yep. No. And it's that message, really, that I that I really wanted to bring to this event. Mm-hmm. And you know, Rich Froning, because of the the great leader that he is in the community, it's like he is embodies that message. Mm-hmm. And then I'm reading his book, um, probably about I would say we secured him. I, I remember it was final in like set July third at like six p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was I just started reading his book. Um, because, you know, I had been talking to him and talking to them about doing a Q&A because mm-hmm. that's kind of what, what he likes to do. So I was like, I need to read his book just to make sure I'm familiar with a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to chapter three, and sure enough, like first paragraph, you know, it says, you know, uh, of all the things that are super important to me, it's faith, family, and fitness. Right there. And I thought, man, that if that can't be more of an assurance from God just saying, hey, you picked the right guy. Yeah. Like, I don't know what is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we, you get the commitment at first, right? You get the commitment at first that he's going to come. He's going to be one of your speakers, right? Um, so then uh, he decides to, um, he, he, as I understand it, he gives you, you, you got a, a text from his, one of his agents. On saying, the way to the coach's retreat. On the way to the coach. <laughs> I remember you showing me that text and saying, look at this. And I was like, and so, um, uh, kind of go over everybody, like from that text to what became, what later became the Ronald McDonald fundraiser. Yeah. Kind of t- break me through that. What was, you know, no, what were the so, results of that? Yeah, no. Right so here. it was, it was really kind of, uh, out of nowhere. You know, I've been communicating a lot with, uh, Jim Hensel who puts on uh, mayhem mindset. Mm-hmm. He's 
really closely connected with Rich, and he does the Froning and Friends podcast. Mm-hmm. And just uh, honestly, it's been a, a super cool experience just getting to know Jim really mm-hmm. well. And um, and so Rich had said pretty much after working out one day that hey man, if if somebody needs a partner for this event, you so know, cool. then then I'll I'll do it. And so you know, taking that idea. You know, how do you pick Rich Froning a partner? <laughs> you know, like, sure. and sure. so yeah. taking that idea and really, um, there, you know, Alicia was with me in the car, you know, as, as I'm kind of like, you know, you know, I'm an idea guy. So, mm-hmm. so many things are happening. And, and, you know, we came to the conclusion that this was a great opportunity to, to really raise a lot of money for an amazing organization. And I asked her and I said, babe, you know, I think we have an opportunity to raise a lot of money or, you know, now that we're talking about this. Who would you want to give? And it was immediate, like she said, Ronald McDonald House. Like that was, and it was so cool because of what we went through just a few months ago and Mm -hmm. really finding out, like for us, like what it meant to have the Ronald McDonald House Mm -hmm. personally Mm -hmm. um, and and what it meant to a lot of people because we met a lot of families in that time that we were at the Ronald McDonald House and you know just what they do is so amazing and you know i never knew we had a little bit of experience because they also help with some burial and um for like children that are born early and uh, stillborn and we had some close friends that uh that that had that and then they actually helped and gave towards the ronald mcdonald house so i i had a little like i knew the word but i didn't Mm -hmm. know the depth and really i remember sitting i'm not this is true story I'm at the Ronald McDonald house. The kids had come to visit us, mm-hmm. the three kids. We're sitting outside on the playground. It, like, at this Ronald McDonald house, there's a bench that has Ronald McDonald, like the character, yeah, yeah, right? Sitting there. Yeah. And I'm just looking around, and I'm looking at the playground and this building, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, wow. Like, here is such a cool example of, you know, a business – somebody who, you know, or whoever created the idea or why they chose to do what they do, I don't know, that is leveraging their their influence, their resources for a really good cause. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Ronald McDonald or McDonald's is probably, you know, making a ton of money and here they are thinking, man, how can we help the world? Mm-hmm. How can we make an impact? And so, you know, I just think that's really cool. And so getting to partner with them, was really cool. We met with uh, Tanner, who was a great person to, to he he does the one here locally. So mm-hmm. we ended up um, kind of touring the facility over here, getting to see where the families stay when they come in, and then um, and then really just kind of started the fundraiser. And mm-hmm. man, wow, twenty seven thousand six hundred five dollars. Wow, and and that's really cool. We're about to do something else really cool that we're going to launch today is sell event shirts. We're partnering with Rich and CrossFit Mayhem, and we're going to put the logo on the back and a portion the, of those proceeds. The, the Mayhem logo. May- oh man! And so, so, cool. so, so and cool. then a portion of that's going to go towards the uh, Ronald McDonald charities as well. So they and I, t- I emailed so cool. Tanner. I go, hey, we're going to send you all some more money. <laughs> so cool, man! He's what just, a way to give back. Though, so cool to, to a, 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 a charity or an organization that helped you so much through that difficult time in your life. What a way, what a way to give back. Yeah. Really, really a neat, just kind of a neat deal. And I hope everybody who contributed money, who participated in the BCS Classic, understands that piece of it, which is why we're spending a lot of time on it right now. It's like that was, 
you know, I hope they understand what you went through with the Ronald McDonald House, how they just completely helped you through that really dark time in your life and how you were able to give back. Well, and, and, and I'll echo that. It was so cool that once we announced the fundraiser, um, how many people reached out to us, like, and I say us, the event, right? Like whether it was through social media or me personally, an email, and they said, man, the Ron McDonald hit was huge for us when we were, you know, like, mm-hmm. like how many people were touched by Ron McDonald charities. And so it was really cool to know that, man, not only are we giving towards something that touched us personally, but we're Mm -hmm. giving to something that kind of touched this community of CrossFit, right? Of of the the people that are participating in the event or engaged in our, in our event. And so this was just, again, one of those really cool last minute things the Lord did that came out of nowhere. and, And I felt like it was thrown together really quick and the impact that it had and and whether you donated five dollars because we had people that donated five dollars ten dollars or you donated five thousand dollars like that all of that was really cool because a hundred percent of that went towards the ronald mcdonald charities and so it was really a a, i think it's kind of like the cherry on top of Mm -hmm. the event that that was a, a really special special thing to to do and be a part of neat neat um you know coincidentally and i know you had kind of off topic but on topic i know you had a lot more interaction with him than i did with froning than i did but you know one of the things that struck me about him just in general and you kind of heard this all around but like who you see in social media and who you see in competition and interviews and stuff like that's the real guy right like every time i looked at him he was taking a photo with somebody or he was talking to somebody he made time for everybody i think there's a story out there i can't remember who's telling me but you know, a guy was like, uh, you know, I'm so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. I, I, was, I think it was Logan Jenkins, actually. And, and um, he said, uh, you know, he met him or whatever. And then Rich Froning, as he was leaving, he was like, Logan, right? You know, just kind of like, wow. you know, I mean, just kind of really neat stuff like that. Just in my Facebook feed was just crazy with photos. Everybody had a photo with him, right? Yeah. I, Rich Froning is the real deal. He is very genuine. He is incredibly humble. Mm-hmm. He was, again, everything that you would hope and think he would be if you've watched and followed him for the years that he's been. And, and there's no surprise to me why, and, and you remember, especially during the 2011 to 2014 four consecutive championship run, why he was such a great person for that for crossfit Mm -hmm. he he was an incredible ambassador for for crossfit he was a great uh, ambassador for the lord and really what we got to see i believe on saturday was exactly said he is and i honestly think he's even like uh, there's a lot of people that just see rich froning the athlete from afar right Mm -hmm. they follow him on social media they see his family life because, you know, there's some uh, stuff about him and his wife and their, their kids, and they see him from afar, but I would even argue that he is better than that. <laughs> like, yeah, like if it's possible, like, he is an even, an even more humble, an even more genuine, an even more down-to-earth, really cool dude. And so I think, and, and I think that part of that is, and you, you kind of read it a little bit, is he doesn't buy into all that hype. No. Like, he honestly is like he just loves to work out mm-hmm. and he's just another dude and and i think you know part of that too is probably being married to an incredible woman 
and having a community or people around you that kind of keep you grounded, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, he doesn't walk into a room and think he's rich froning the Mm -hmm. athlete. You know, Mm -hmm. he, you're exactly right. He was signing autographs, taking pictures. At one point it was really funny because we were done with the third workout and we had probably an hour ish before we had to get ready for the Q and a, and I wanted to give him an opportunity. We had an RV out there. So I want to give him an opportunity to kind of cool off shower if you wanted to eat something kind of get ready and uh and we're trying to leave the pad right Mm -hmm. but it is like person after person after person autographs pictures and rich is so just like yeah with everybody it was almost honestly i I, at one point i go man i i can't imagine what hillary feels like sometimes trying to go anywhere i know (laughs) normally you know guys like that too i think they've got guys with them that specifically you know, pull them out. Yeah. You know, and I did and you know. it was, again, I've never had to do that. Yeah. So I didn't <laughs> yeah. want to, I didn't want to necessarily like pull them and be like, come on, dude. We gotta stay, I know we got to stay on track. Yeah. yeah. But no, just to, I mean, and even walk, like as we would walk or in from event to event or drive down to Houston, I mean, just again, one of the, just like me and you hanging out right now and yeah. talking like very down to earth, incredibly humble. Um, and just, again, I can't emphasize he's just another dude, mm-hmm. um, who's, who's super cool and genuine and I, I, I really appreciated just getting to see that side yeah. of him, yeah. right? As opposed to just what you see via, yeah. you know, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all those things. All that stuff. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And really, honestly, too, just um, we did a behind the scenes interview, too. And uh, man, that guy is so dialed in and focused on his purpose and why he does what he does. Like he, he knows, like God has given him this body to glorify him that the reason that he's got all this hype and all this attention is truly because God's given him this gifts ultimately to bring more glory to God's name. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, and on it, I mean, he, and I think when you believe something to a conviction, it becomes almost like a superpower mm-hmm. because you're not confused about who you are and why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. And so, you know, he is, um, fully aware that, you know, it's, it's not for his glory, but mm-hmm. for the Lord's. Yeah. And that's so neat. I mean, it's so neat to have a spokesperson like that or have a, you know, have a face of a sport that you and I both yeah, love. And, and who really believes it. It's not really just, he's it. not just that's saying that he's not yeah. just trying to get, you know, those people like, and he's almost to a point where it's like, like, Hey, this is what it is. Like, yeah. You know, if, if, if that's, if that's okay with me. If you don't want to kind of accept that about what mm-hmm. I believe, but that's yeah, just kind of how it is. Like, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, he's not going to judge anyone for what they believe or what they think. He's just going to, you know, he knows, but he's not confused about who yep, he is. Absolutely. I agree. Um, I tell you what, let's, we're kind of halfway through this. So this last, this back half here, let's kind of transition out of, uh, out of, out of kind of that part of it. And let's talk, I want to do two things for the last 20 minutes here. I want to talk, I want to kind of go through three different categories of the event and I want to kind of get your scorecard like your grade on it and then you know key takeaways as far as this worked really maybe one thing on each this was i was really happy with this part this is a part we can improve on go through these three things and then let's talk about as much as you're willing to give us because i know you shared some ideas with me like 12 hours after it was done and you were still on cloud nine so i don't know how much you want to go into that but let's talk about 2020 and kind of yeah. this thing up all right first of all let's talk about the easy one which is the programming right let's talk about the, the the crossfit competition itself the programming the events were you happy with those uh what was uh you know what was the best thing about those program and if 
if, if there's anything that you're kind of looking back, you know what, we should have done this different. We should have done that event different. We should have shifted those orders up. Talk yeah, to no, I, I, love, I love the programming. I thought the workouts were great. The, the only thing I would have done different is I would have put a giant tent over pad C. For sure. it was yep. so hot yep. out there, man. Yep. I mean. Especially in the afternoon. In the right? afternoon. Got, and yeah. so, you know, that, that pad, which was pretty much just right under the sun. Yep. And it was the burpee, box jump over, pistol, dumbbell snatch, yep. double under workout. Um, and, and I think now just, you know, what... What, what I appreciated most about Saturday was, you know, you you go back in April and really the, the following months and it was like, okay, this vision was starting to become concrete because mm-hmm. really in April and I would argue, you know, May, it was all just in, in here. Mm-hmm. It was not, it was in, it was in my head and it was me communicating it to our team and communicating it to people who were going to be a part of it and mm-hmm. really seeing it clearly here in my head. Well, Saturday, I got to see how people interacted with that, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yep. Like I got to actually, it's almost like you have a toy that, you know, you think, okay, well, the button should be here and, you know, the, or, you know, the, the, the handle should be here. And then you actually give the toy out to a group of people and it's like, oh man, that handle should be on the other, other side. side. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and so it's like getting to see the, the, the workouts. And I, I mean, I think that that pad is perfect because it's a big slab Mm -hmm. but if we could have put a giant tent that would have covered not only the athletes but even partially some of the spectators and really barricaded it in completely yeah you know that would be probably one of the biggest things i was happy really happy with how the dirt in the arena turned out sure because that was something again that you're not sure, you know, and I had a lot of people questioning it yep. and a lot of people kind of bring it to my attention early on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I honestly, and even rich at the end, right at the award ceremony, I was like, man, how was it working out on this dirt? And he was like, man, it was great. It kind of yep. packed in as the day yep. went on and got a little more. And it sure did like yep. all that movement on there kind of packed it in. It was a little more solid and yep. the rig held up great on it. Rig compliments of who? Uh, Jeremy Teal, Teal got to give a shout experience. out, right? Absolutely. Yep, yep. I love that so rig. Yeah, I love that. No. That rig is so like, you can hang on that thing forever. Yeah. And, and so that, uh, I, I was very happy with the arena, um, but I definitely, and I, and I loved the seating in the arena. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the pad in the back, I would have covered with a tent. Yep. Yep. I, I think I agree. I think that was the one thing I remember sitting, I was there about, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning watching a couple heats going. I'm thinking, man, it's going to get, it's, yeah, it did. It's going to get hot out it here. Did. It's good. Now, would you, would you have also done the other pad, the other, cause that was hot in the morning, but I think what happened as the sun came over, it gave a little bit of shade. There, and we so. had, so we had the bikes and rowers. The sun still was, was on. Like I remember watching uh, John and Rich go, it wasn't as bad as the back. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely still had, you know, and, and that's a tricky pad. I love the flat work and I kind of like almost like the stones and the, the rectangle mm-hmm. that's created yeah, yeah. and, um, but it's a tricky pad. So, you know, I think we would, you know, there's a lot more to work with at that. Oh, venue. For there's sure. two more, there's two more, uh, arena, small arenas in the back that, you know, and there's, so there's a lot of opportunities. Um, I definitely think the very back, the one that I'm kind of talking about putting a tent over, is probably the best one as far as flat work goes in mm-hmm. space, as long as you cover it and barricade it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so 
kind of the programming pretty it sounds like we're pretty happy with the programming how all that worked those things and i think we touched on it a little bit the next category i talk about is the venue itself and so we talked about it a little bit but um uh, on the pads any um and i guess we talked about the positive any more positives other than the, the dirt really worked out well yeah the, no the athlete uh, lounge was was great it was a it was a good size space the athlete warm-up area never seemed overly crowded to me, um, and it was great. And so the, uh, you know, the I felt like as far as a venue goes, like it was it, it. So I'm big on like having like a, a look and a feel, mm-hmm. and it, it has a lot of character. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that's kind of what I love about our gym. Our gym has a lot of character, yep. um, and so I feel like the Equine Center has a lot of character. I uh, I don't know if you know you experienced any issue with this, but Parking, <laughs> parking was that a little was bit something of, that that's because you oversold the. I mean, oh, it was man, just it crazy. Nine hundred yeah. spots full by nine thirty yep. in the morning. Yep. And so now you know we already have a plan for that. You know we kind of kind of debriefed. We've had I, I had a debrief on uh, two days after or Tuesday morning with a team, and then I had a debrief at the Equine Center, and we talked through that. They were incredibly happy. They said we kind of treated and handled that facility better than even A&M does when they use it. So um, it was a a kudos to the, to the community really, because it's not just us, it's the spectators and how they respected the venue, Mm -hmm. um, the athletes Mm -hmm. and how they respected the venue, obviously the volunteers, but from, Mm -hmm. from overall having as many people as went through there Mm -hmm. and that for them to, to say, Hey, this was, you guys were amazing to work with. Mm -hmm. Nobody violated any of the rules Great. Nobody, you know, was uh, out of line or yep. doing things or there's no damage. Like, that yeah. was great, that you know. Was, yeah. So that was a really cool positive feedback. But, yeah, so parking, have some ideas. You know, there's some parking lots not far from there that you can do kind of some remote parking and shuttling. Yep. And there's creative creativity there that you can use to open more spots. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was definitely something that I think we, again, you you've never – you never done it at this event. It's mm-hmm. a completely new event in my opinion. And, you know, we would have never dreamed of having that many cars at Nutribolt. For sure. For sure. <laughs> so, uh, it was, you know, just learning experiences. Yeah. And I, and that's what I told the team. I was like, you know, we def we sent a survey out. So mm-hmm. I hope anybody who's listening fills that survey out and gives us feedback because that's how we get better, get better. you know? And, and that's the great thing about having a team is everyone is looking at this event with a different lens. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to look at it with my eyes and I have my thoughts, right? But everybody having ideas and things we could have done better. Mm-hmm. And especially on a survey standpoint, we're going to take that feedback. That's, mm-hmm. that's how we put on a better, better event next year. Yeah. You know, one comment about that, the venue, which I've been to a few of these bigger competitions myself as an athlete and echoing your comment about the warm up area, the athlete, the, the athlete lounge, I should say, I've never, I've never seen an athlete lounge where you can go get some food, whether it's like, like whether I think you had some popcorn out there, you had some peanut butter sandwiches, you had some hams. I mean, there was fruit. I mean, it, and it just stayed stacked all day. I mean, that was a really, and you know, there was C four there. There was water available. I mean, that 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 to me was something that I just I I've never seen before. Now I've never competed in regionals or yeah. obviously the games, but that was that was that was a really neat 
That, uh, that's cool to hear. And Rosie Joe's was awesome about helping us out with the food. Sea Force Water was great yeah. about providing water and Nutribolt, which is Cellucor. C4 was awesome to yeah. ship us all that product. And so it's like, you know, I, I, I remember, you know, I, I, I was one time a regional athlete and it was so different back then. So I don't make it sound like I was a regionals athlete. But man, I've, I've been to pretty much a lot of regionals. I've been to a lot of CrossFit games. So I've kind of seen, you know, and, you know, I remember 2012 going to regionals to watch. Um, at the time, we had a team, mm-hmm. and, you know, Matt Haynes actually was an individual. Yep. Yep. And I remember going back and seeing how they had food and how they provided food for athletes. And I remember thinking, man, that's really cool. So I've, I've always liked that. You know, you've come to my house before Mm -hmm. you kind of interact. We like to host, right? We, we want to go above and beyond in, in hosting. And and I think that's just kind of part of my DNA is, you know, to want to provide, you know, your, these athletes are coming down here. A lot of them, you know, that they can drink the, C4 or not, they can, you know, eat the food or not. It's up to mm-hmm. them, but at least to have something it's for there. them, I feel like it's just kind of courteous yeah. and just, um, and so, <clears throat> but even with that too, like for, for volunteers, we want to do that as well. Yeah. The one thing I've, I, you probably know this kind of ending on the venue part too. Um, the, the one thing I've, I've talked to one of the officers, one of the police officers you, you had for security there, and they were saying that that equine center, this is the first time that they've ever really rented that thing out to anybody. <laughs> and and they said, like, other than for what it was built for, you know, and they said after this experience, I think they're going to start renting it out well, to other and, people. And, and, again, that goes back to it's just like the rich froning thing. Yeah. It's like you got to see the Lord just doing stuff yeah, that, right. you know, I mean that it, when you have that many things that just happened, cause I remember vividly going there mm-hmm. and getting the tour and I've been there before, yeah. but really getting the tour and then really getting a vision. Yeah. And I remember telling her, you know, Laura, who was phenomenal to work yeah. with and our, you know, and all this time and we ended up securing it, you know, kind of like rich, like, man, yeah. we got them wow. or we got this yeah. venue and, and then I remember as we continued along this process, just like with with the venue, like I, I don't even know if they fully understood what we were doing. Yeah. But they said yes, yep. you know, and we had a contract and we, you know, honored it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that this past week meeting with her and the, the other person who runs the facility and hearing them have such a positive experience and already kind of saying, OK, so next year, like they really loved the idea of having it again there mm-hmm. and they love it being something that the community can come and see. I mean, that's a beautiful facility. It was built five years ago and they want to showcase it. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really cool thing. The one thing I would have said in terms of improvement, I want to mention this too is, you know, I, I and I've already kind of thought through this is restructuring the day with the speakers so that people have opportunities. Now, with that being said, everybody's gonna get an opportunity to hear those speakers because we videoed them, we mic them up, <clears throat> and we're gonna be putting those amazing speaker sessions out over the coming weeks and months. So they'll have a shelf life mm-hmm. beyond, but in terms of, again, going back to the illustration of now I got to see how people interact with it, mm-hmm. I now have a better idea of how to you know incorporate what my original idea was for these speaker Mm -hmm. sessions um and and just kind of what that looks like moving forward so that Mm -hmm. more people who are you know because i think there's a lot of people who participate and they would have loved to 
a tin one, but they're you know competitions are going from one thing to another yep. thing to another yep. thing. Yeah, yeah. And but but those but those talks were so good, man. They those speakers were amazing, and I'm excited to put those videos out. Yep. Um, and, and you know there were people that attended, but I think a lot of people that would have loved to attend either didn't know where it was or they you know were competing or busy yep. or in, involved in the workout. Yep. Yeah, and I think that was kind of my last category was the atmosphere. And I think that falls into that bucket, right? As far as um, atmosphere, I think from my standpoint, I think you knocked it out of the park. It was, for me, it was more of a festival. And I know that's what you were looking for than a competition. Like you had this competition going on, which was kind of the crux of it, but then you had all this other stuff going on, right? You had the kids stuff going on. You had the speaker stuff going on. And you kind of already talked about the one improvement, I think, I would have made was, 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 was and, and going back said, right? just the kids arena was so cool. And yeah. we've, we had so many people love it. Like the Ninja warrior course yeah. was awesome. I went to power sports and they, uh, I talked with Thad who was, you know, really one of the first people after I kind of secured the venue and I had the family fitness faith festival kind of vision. And I, I he, my kids go to gymnastics. So I'm like, Thad, you know, he has a ton of kids that work mm-hmm. out there. I'm like, dude, you're, you, it would be awesome. And then he kind of came out with the idea of doing a Ninja Warrior course. I was yep. like, awesome. So, but they were so happy with the turnout. They said yeah. they had a ton of kids come through, got a ton of exposure, which is what exactly what they wanted. But kids were loving running around in that dirt too. So we mm-hmm. never, you know, all this talk about dirt ahead of time. We never got one complaint. Yeah. And, you know, the parents were walking through it. I was walking through it. The kids were walking through it. You know, we had the bounce houses. It was a, the kids arena was really cool. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, it, it ended up being, I think, just a just a really neat deal. Like mm-hmm. we really went for that festival atmosphere. So, um, OK, this last five minutes and then I got to get to coaching, Charlie. <laughs> I don't want to get the boss mad at me for missing the coach. Um, we got another one coming up in a year. We got another one coming up in the year. So is there anything you kind of I know you're 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 the type of person where that mind is already moving. You grabbed me at church and already shared some ideas. And I've told you this before. Like, I don't know what you, I don't know what you can do to top yourself, buddy. Like you, 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 you came out of the box hot on this first one. So, so can you share anything with us about 2020 and what that's going to look like? Any major changes that you're thinking of just kind of closing out? Yeah, no, I, I feel like, you know, now we have a really solid blueprint. Um, you know, this event will continue to be a family fitness faith festival and we're only going to make that experience better for everyone who comes. And so it's very obvious now that we have a new event. Like this is, to me, this is not, this was not the 10th year. Mm-hmm. It was the first year. And so we're dealing with an entire, I was talking to Chris Field yesterday who uh, put on the BCS marathon, or he does. Mm-hmm. Like it was his, you know, he, he started it. And he told me how like year one to year two was like, you know, I think it was like a thousand runners to 3000 runners. The year three was like 4,500 or 5,000 runners. Like it just mm-hmm. like the snowball grew because, you know, the town realized like, Hey, we can do a marathon here. Mm-hmm. And I think that what we just realized this weekend and just from people that didn't attend from even, you know, just they followed it on social media or they heard about it somehow is now we realize that, man, this is something that is sustainable and people want want it. Mm-hmm. And so we had a ton of great feedback from athletes. We'll be back next year. We'll be back next great. year. And so 
for next year, I think that you can for sure see that we'll have the Family Fitness Faith Festival. You can for sure see that we'll have another fundraising component. <clears throat> very, very similar, if not better, than what we did this year just because we're ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Like, but that was so last minute, and I thought it was awesome because it got thrown together. There was something new that I didn't realize you know, the vision came, like I said, or, or you and I podcasted in May, but it was very clear in April. It's going to be different this year. It's not just going to be a CrossFit competition. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a family fitness faith festival. I had no idea that there was two other things that I was going to love so much happening this year until what just happened, which is giving $27,605 to an amazing organization and seeing a guy pretty much have the day of his life and getting to partner with oh, the superhero. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and you know, you've maybe heard of that uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation and mm-hmm. kind of what they do, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like in a, in a, in a, in a, in that way, John Devlin was not only the perfect person to partner with Rich. Mm-hmm. His story from the day he won, which was Sunday, even interacting with him throughout the mm-hmm. fundraiser, and then talking to him Sunday and then him, you know, just being so thrilled and then even just telling me like, man, I'll come down because I wanted to interview him about a story. And anybody who watched that interview and got to hear that interview, which is on the podcast, but it's also on our Facebook page, uh, has realizes that Rich Froning was a really big impact in John Devlin losing 90 pounds, getting in the best shape of mm-hmm. his life. And for John now to, I mean, to get to partner with Rich so Froning... Cool. And so that was a really cool thing that I didn't even know was going to happen. Yep. And now it's like, man, that let's do that for more people. Let's yep. let's you know get more people like a John Devlin, who you know that's a dream come true for him. Yep. Like he, I mean, he's still talking about it. Yeah. And look, I mean, you watch him, you judged him. Yep. Like. Yep. How cool for awesome. John Devlin. I think awesome. he worked harder than he's ever worked in his I, oh, life. Oh, for sure. When he's like trying to yeah. hold on to that bar, that last like five reps. You've got man. Rich Froney oh, next to you saying, come yeah. on, dude. You know, yeah. there was somebody who was yeah. telling me that they were in the lifting and, you know, and I was watching, but I couldn't hear. And it was like, Rich tells John, like, we're not going to get below 300. <laughs> dude. For John, wow. again, just like what a day, man! And he had his John had his whole gym there. Yeah, so you know? neat. So again, just what you can expect next year is we're gonna, we're gonna do family again, but better. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do faith again, but better. We're gonna do fitness again, but better. And we're gonna do a fundraiser, but more. And we're gonna make a lot of people's dreams come true. That's awesome, man. That's great, man. Well, I think that's a good place to end it, Charlie. And until next time. Thanks, Chris. All right, man. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.